welcome to Come Out Me, an extremely important podcast. I'm Kindred, and I'm here with Riley. Hi, I'm Riley, and Kindred's already disinterested. <laughs> oh, guys, no, that was just my um, my easy listen voice. Ah, that's what I get. That's what I get. Easy listen. <laughs> welcome to easy listen. Easy listen. God damn. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, hey, guys, uh, this week it is. <laughs> You might notice, like, our pattern that we've got going on um, yeah. this week is, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but this week it's our uh, uh, shoot the shit episode. We're just going to kind of uh, shoot the shit. We just do what we want, <laughs> and you can and join mean, if you want. And you're welcome to, or don't listen. But here's what we got on deck, you guys. I can't hype this enough. One, Riley's going to tell me some stories from work. Two, we're going to read our Twilight fan fiction called Icosikai Heptagon, a 27-sided... 2007, 11 years ago. Amazing. It's amazing. Riley's going to tell us about this binder that she found that has a bunch of old shit from me and her from high school and college. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to test Riley's knowledge with some Trivial Pursuit cards. And that's what we've got on deck for you. Well, but first, but first. Yes. I want to start off this episode with a little bit of ASMR. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Hi, um, this is Riley. Um, I'm going to tap on this can of LaCroix. Do you like that? Okay. Get ready. I don't like it. Do you hear the bubbles? <gasps> Do you hear the bubbles? It's grapefruit flavor. I think you mean pomplamoose. It says pomplamoose, and then in... Uh, what's it called? Parentheses. It says grapefruit, so fuck off. <laughs> this is how I would do ASMR. Just fuck off. <laughs> Here, wait, hang on. Let me try my hand at ASMR. Okay. I've never watched any ASMR beside Ma- besides Maso Gourmet, so here I go. <laughs> Hi, this is Kindred. Here's my ASMR of me about to crinkle a water bottle. <laughs> I'm screwing off the cap. Oh, oh, stop. Oh, no. Horrible. Stop it. Oh, my God. No one wants to hear that. Holy shit. <laughs> I guess I've missed the point of ASMR. Just, like, horrible piercing sounds. ASMR. I was at, I was at the gym yesterday, and they have, like, 47 TVs, you know. Yeah, and the ones with where they turn off with one remote. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I forgot I told that story on here. Um, and on one channel was The Doctors, which I think is like the stupidest oh shit in the world. Yeah. And on The Doctors, they uh-huh. were talking about a girl who does ASMR on YouTube and she just eat, eats pickles. Oh god. And like, uh. tell me what that has to do with the medical field. <laughs> it's... I'm blanking, Riley. I don't even have like a joke answer. Like, like well, the obviously, doctors. yeah, <laughs> the doctors. Oh God, I love it. Um, it's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, please yeah. silence your cell phones now. Oh, obviously, I forgot you're in, to. <laughs> you're in for a wild ride. Um, mine isn't silenced, but you're. I'm talking to you, and like, the only <laughs> so, like, person I talk no to one is, else. Like, like Linda, and she's asleep right now. So you know, so, well. like. You know. You know. Okay. So I have some great stories to tell from work. I've been really, like, I've personally been waiting for these for a couple days, so I can't. <laughs> I'm looking at them now, and honestly, they're not interesting. <laughs> okay. 
good um, good way to start a story <laughs> but my my friend coworker mm-hmm. i was going to say lover but that's a little weird oh no yeah um just friend and coworker uh-huh. she recently had a baby and so we had to hire like a temp to fill in while she's on maternity leave mhm and so i'm not going to like mention any names because <laughs> You know, who knows? Right. Who knows who will hear this? Um, she will. Yeah, she's... <laughs> yeah. Once I tell you one of these things, you're going to realize she would never find this podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, so we hired this lady, and she's in her 60s, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, she claimed to, like, be familiar with, like, the medical world and, like, be able to schedule (laughs) and, like, answer phones and, like, work Mm -hmm. on the administration side of things. Like, she said she had done that. Mm -hmm. Here are a few reasons (laughs) why I doubt that. Um, Okay. These are also just – I wrote these down at the end of the day, but this woman, something about her, she's the most annoying person on earth to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though she's really nice and blah, 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 <laughs> she, like, gets on my nerves in a way that I can, like, barely explain. By the I'm way, so I can, I can like, hear an echo of me through your headphones. Uh, so fuck. I hope, I just hope your Hang mic's on. not picking that up and so people are hearing, like, me and then an echo of me <laughs> on your mic. That's really horrible. Hang on. Hey, okay. guys, I'm going to switch my headphones right now. Should, Should I have I... done this before we started? Probably. Yeah, for sure. Vamp for 30 seconds, right? Okay. I'm, I won't talk about this lady because I want Kindred to hear about it. Um, what I will talk about is last night I went to a dance party, which is like not a thing I do very often in my life because I am a 25-year-old introvert. Um, but I went to this like dance party thing. Hey, and at vamping? one point, a girl started flirting with me and dancing with me and, like, putting her butt up oh, against me and, like, trying to grab my hands and, like, twirl me around and stuff. And I'll just say that oh. I had no idea what to do in that scenario. Duh. I was very much ah. out of my element and very flattered, but also confused. And I didn't want to be rude, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Kinder, um, you just missed I, a great story. I am not. Fuck. All right. You'll have to tell me off air. Nope. You're just going to have to listen back to this podcast. Well, good. I guess it's a good thing I'm editing this <laughs> Okay. Dang it. That sounded really good. So on ah. that note. I'll, okay. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just briefly. Okay. I was at like that dance party I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And a girl started like flirting with me. Oh. And I had no idea what to do. <laughs> You're like, ah, uh, I was just I'm like, married. Ah. well, and I like didn't want to be rude, and I didn't oh, know yeah. if she was just being like, like we're just girls having a fun time, or if she was right. like actually flirting with me, and I was just like, I don't know what to do. Anyway, like I th- I Josh, think I'm, fla- I'm flattered. Josh was DJing it, and I told him uh-huh. about it, and he's like, that's hot. You should, and I was like, shut up. No, just no, just no. Anyway, back right. to some important work stories, please. I'm so, really. <laughs> Wow, seven seven minutes, almost eight minutes in. Hey, this um, is shoot the shit. We do what we want. That's right. So here's a list of things. I made this list at the end of the day of just things that I remembered from the day that mm-hmm. this woman did that annoyed me. I keep wanting to say her name. If I do say her name, I'm not going to feel bad about it, but I'm going to try no. not to say it. it. Right. It might just, because I almost let it slip a couple times too. So Yeah. So somehow, this, this is number one. This drives me mm-hmm. crazy. Okay. Somehow this woman, like... 
every time she answers the phone, twists mm-hmm. the phone in her hands in a way that, like, four phone calls in, her phone cord, like, starts to get tangled. <laughs> and, like, two hours into the day, her phone cord will be so tangled, she can't even pick up the phone from, like, the deck anymore or the dock. She has to, like, lean to, like, answer the phone because it's so knotted and twisted. My mouth is agape because... She she, has, she does this every single day, and I have even spoken with her about it. I was like, hey... Um, I've Don't. noticed that, like, you twist the phone cord a lot, and your phone cord's getting, like, really stretched out, and then you have to untwist it. I was like, why don't you just, like, pick it up, put it to your uh-huh. ear, and then put it down, <laughs> and then it won't get twisted. And she's like, I just don't know how it happens. I'm just so confused. And I'm like, well, you're somehow <laughs> you're twisting the phone every time you answer the phone in the same direction. She's like, I just don't know. Oh, my gosh. And for some oh reason, that, like, really bothers me. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. <laughs> Number two. This okay. one is even worse. They might okay. just keep getting worse. Good. She doesn't have a lot to do. Like, her job is mainly to, like, check in patients and mm-hmm. then to, like, um, transfer phone calls to the... Oops, I just hit the mic. Sorry, Mike. Um, <laughs> she'll, like, transfer phone calls to the appropriate person. Uh-huh. Um, I if it's not clear... I don't know if everyone listens to all these episodes. I work at a dentist's office in, like, in the administration team. I do, like, marketing, and I answer phones and all that bullshit. Um, Anyways, so she doesn't have a lot to do. Her job is just to, like, be at the front, basically, so the rest Mm -hmm. of us can, like, do our shit. When she doesn't have anything to do, she just stares at me. No. (laughs) Riley, that's a joke. (laughs) No. I'm, like, sitting here doing, like, all my shit I have to do, Uh and, like, I can feel her looking at me, and I can see out of the corner of my eye that she has physically turned her entire body and is just staring at me. No. And I'm kind of a bitch. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm just kind of direct and bitchy if I feel like it. So in a nice way, like, not even in a passive-aggressive bitchy way, but, like, in a direct, nice way, I go, hey, Gail, can I help you with something? Like, not even, like, can I help you? Right. But, like, like, do you need help with something? Like, why Why the the fuck fuck are you you staring at me? me? (laughs) Yeah. And she just goes, no, I just don't have anything to do. Can you, does she, (laughs) wait, does she sit in front of a computer? Yeah. Why can't she just, like, look at the computer? Or, like, anything else. Or just, or like, yeah, or like the desk. Or like, go scan some things. I don't know. But she just literally turns her entire body, like, holds her hands together on her knee and just looks at me. Do you think she thinks maybe um, she feels like she needs to convert you or something? She's like, this one. Oh, she's Mormon, by the way. Um, Oh, yeah, sorry. Her garments are always like hanging out of her clothes. Um, she I like don't... sees your tattoos and she's like, I need to bring this one to Christ. I don't know. I am, uh, I am a hellbound woman and I don't, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeless at this point, but oh like, I just don't understand why anyone would do that. And it really yeah. fucking gets to me. Number, yeah. number three. <laughs> These, okay. I have six things. Okay. Number three, her phone text alarm kept going, text alert kept going <gasps> off. All fucking day. Oh, my God. And, like, it's never happened before. She's been working here for, like, a month and a half uh-huh. now. Uh-huh. Because she was, like, training. And she, so she's yeah. been here for a while. Um, 
but her text alert was going off all fucking day. Uh-huh. And, like, the third time it went off, because I'm direct and whatever, I'm not just going to yeah. ignore it. So I turned no. to her, and I was like, Gail, is that your phone going off? Oh, uh-huh. I just said her name. Her name's oh. Gail. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say her last name, because I don't know it, so we're fine. Right. <laughs> there you go. But I was like, Gail, is that your phone going off? And she just goes, yeah, I mean, I thought I turned the sound off. I just can't. Ugh. And then she, like, picks up her phone and, like, fumbles with it like an old person. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, she wouldn't be able to find this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, hang on. I've got a story, not to interject on yours, oh, but you're this fine. is directly correlated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, the woman who's who got fired before me and then I got her job... <laughs> um she she sat in a we were all cubicle mates and Mm -hmm. i'm now in her cubicle but um she 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 was in probably her 50s and her phone would keep going off and she had the same exact um problems with technology which is super great (sighs) you know for like these modern business places yeah people to not know how to use the programs they're just like not technologically literate yeah but you know and it's not their fault but it can be learned and but also, if you're going to work in a field where you're, like, on a fucking computer all day long... Yeah. Figure Literally it out. all day. All day. Oh, my God. But, like, so the first, like, six times, I was just, like, whatever. Yeah. But it went off all day. And she no. was like, oh, it's the missionaries. I'm, we're get, feeding them dinner tonight. And I was like, Gail, turn off your fucking alarm. Just turn off the... But hang on. This, this lady's... This lady's alarm, she would get... Oh, I don't know. 20 text messages in a day and yeah. for a week straight before somebody told her cuz the guys, this is the difference between me and Riley. Yeah. <laughs> I am not direct. <laughs> I'm not direct at all and this it drove me absolutely insane, but there was no fucking way I was going to tell her because I it, I wasn't going to. Yeah. But anyway, her thing would go off and it was I want to say uh Creedence Clearwater Revival is the song of the song. Gotta love it cuz Linda <laughs> But, but she, but it was, oh yeah. Oh, of course, Josh too. Linda and Josh, you guys. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, I see a bad moon rising every time she would get a text message that would play for 20 seconds. She would get 20 text messages in a day and for a week, nobody told her. And then like at the end of the week, she was like, oh, I guess I should probably turn off my ringer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you think? Well, see, Gail's isn't that bad because it's just like, ding. But still. Ding. Oh, but my like, God. I was just like, do you want me? I was going to turn it off for her, but then I thought she'd never be able to get it back on. <laughs> and I didn't want her to, like, you know, never be able to know her phone yeah. was going off. But, it's just like, it's oh, an easy man. fix. Well, and then, so, like, our office manager, she'll mm-hmm. leave her cell phone sound on and mm-hmm. she gets, like, many calls in a day, and she'll let yeah. it just ring and ring and ring, and I just, oh. like, I get so angry. And it's really funny, because the assistant office manager who works, like, at the front desk with mm-hmm. us, um, whenever she hears someone's cell phone go off, she gets pissed, and she'll immediately, yeah. like, send, a, like, a message out to the whole staff. She's like, yeah. whoever's phone is on, come turn it off. Right. Because it's fucking annoying. Okay. It's, it's sensory overload. We but, better hurry yeah. through these last ones. Okay. <laughs> Um, number four, um, a weird thing that we do at our office is we make mm-hmm. muffins every day to give out to patients, which I forget is weird. And then when I tell people, I'm like, yeah, it's really weird. Do you guys have, 
Hey, hang on. Well, I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or I just don't think in, we did. in real life. But do you guys have an oven? Yeah, we have like okay. a little. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. This the ones that like circulate the heat. Uh, convection. Called. Yeah, we have like a yeah. little convection oven, and okay. um, every morning we make muffins, and it's like <laughs> fine, and it's a weird gimmick, but our patients like fucking love it. <laughs> Um, like if we stopped Patients making muffins, yeah, we would like lose <laughs> half of our clientele. Um, but so when we make the muffins mm-hmm. after they're made, we have to put them in bags and then we like right. staple like a little card on it that has like our logo and our phone number yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep saying our name now cause it's, it's out, you know, it it's is. just out. It is. So Gail, bless her, bless her little, little heart. She... Literally doesn't have much to do, as I've mentioned many times mm-hmm. now. She will pre-open the bags that we're going to put muffins in. Uh-huh. Like, for 30 minutes while the muffins are cooking. Because she doesn't oh. have anything else to do. Okay. So she'll just grab all these plastic bags, shove her hand into them so they're open, <gasps> and, like, set them up all over the front desk. <laughs> so it's just, like, covered in these plastic open bags. And then they sit there for, like, 15 minutes until the muffins are even cooked. And it, like, saves zero time. It's, like, a complete waste of effort. And she did this all week. And I was just like, why? Don't, and and then she, <laughs> this this Thursday, she was like, do you think that's helpful for me to open them beforehand? No. And I just said, no. Oh, good. <laughs> she said, so I was glad. like. Yeah, I was like, Gail, I don't think it saves any time, but, like, if it's something you want to do, fucking go for it. Right. (laughs) Follow your dreams. (laughs) And she's like, I mean, I just don't have anything else to do. I'm like, okay. The other thing is that there's, there's like, six administrative team members in this office. All of us have, like, really stupid, easy shit that we can hand to her. Yeah. If she would, like, just ask some people. Because, like, I'll give her right. tons of stuff to do all day long. Yeah. Just, like, scanning stuff in or, like, mm-hmm. update this address list or whatever. Yeah. But she, instead of, like, asking people what she can do, she just, like, opens up muffin bags for 30 minutes. And then stares at you. Oh, my God. I did not That's think my... this this was going to be, like, a 20-minute conversation. <laughs> oh, but... It's okay. All right. Is this the second to last one? Uh, yeah, I have two left. Okay. <clears throat> so this is a specific incident, but it like okay. boggled my goddamn mind. Okay. Um. So when people check in, you know, you ask them like if they have any updates to their information, mm-hmm. and that includes like their insurance. Yeah. So some lady came in and she had new insurance cards. Okay. So Gail takes them. She scans them in. And then she takes the insurance cards, slaps mm-hmm. them on the desk in front of her, okay. and goes, ma'am, I'm done with your cards. Leaves them there, like completely moves oh. on with her life and starts like tapping on the computer. <laughs> oh my gosh. And where was the lady? The lady was like at the other end of the waiting room. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I'm done. Here. Here's all your personal information. Yeah, exactly. Number one, just walk 
walk over to her and hand them to her. It's just like That's, a polite thing to do. Number it's two, be a HIPAA violation. Yeah, right? number two, absolute HIPAA violation. Yeah. You just are leaving this person's like personal information just like right. laying on the counter. Oh god. Number three, it's just like makes you look like lazy and rude. Well, you know, from what I know. Oh my god, I was just like, Gail, you can't, uh, you can't just like do that and then like move on with no, your life. No, you can't. Okay. Last thing that was so okay. annoying. I'm sure there's going to be many more things. <laughs> yes. But um, we have, there's like three basic areas of like the front. So there's like, we have this very awkward front desk that's shaped mm-hmm. kind of like a V. And okay. right now I'm like at the point of the V. Oh, Gail's yeah. at one side and then the other front desk person's at the other side. Um, we like shared. It's really strange. Yeah. And then there's like an office next to us where the, our uh, new patient coordinator, where her office is. Uh huh. Um, and then next to her is like the finance coordinator. Okay. So you have to like beep people on the phone sometimes to like yeah. if they have a phone call waiting. Right. Um, there's also like the lab and the doctors and there's phones all over the place that you have to like. I don't know what to call it. I just call it you, beeping. Where you just you like, have to reach them. Yeah. You gotta like, try their extension. The yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> the polite thing to do, the way I was trained to do it, the way I always yeah. do it, is, like, I'll beep them, I'll say their first name, and then I'll just wait and see if they're yeah. available, or I'll go, blah, blah, are you available? Right. Half of the time, they're like, sorry, I'm with patient, and you're like, okay, thanks, and then you just, yep. like, move on with your life. Yep. Um, so, Gail... <laughs> Instead of, like, beeping someone saying their name and waiting or, like, beeping them and waiting and seeing if they respond. Yeah. She will beep someone and then just start spewing information. <gasps> no. Oh. So, like, jo- Jody, I'm just going to say everyone's uh-huh. names now. Um, she, her job is to, like, check in and out new patients and to talk to new patients. And she takes all the new patient calls. Yeah. Um, so, Gail will beep her and just go... Jody, so and so's on the line. They have blah 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 blah. And they need blah, 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 blah. like just start talking. And oh. the whole time Jody's just going, Gail, Gail, Gail. I'm yeah. w- I'm with somebody. Gail, I'm with a patient. Yeah. Gail. Yeah. And she yeah. just goes, oh, sorry. And then she'll like slam the phone down. <gasps> and she usually oh. ends up hanging up on the new patient. Oh my gosh. And they'll call back and they're like, I don't know what happened. And I'm oh, just like, I'm so sorry. You're like, I do, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh, my God. And I'm sorry if these stories are boring. Guys. But this has been my life. Get over it. <laughs> Guys, if these are boring, get over it. This is get shoot the it. shit. We're living life on the edge. That's right. We're just shooting it. But it's just been like <laughs> the fucking most frustrating week of my life. Uh, and I just like miss my friend who had her baby. Yeah. I'm like, and please who knew come how back. to do her job. Yeah, it's just crazy. crazy. Like it's crazy how bad she is at everything. Like I tried oh to gosh. teach her how to update an Excel spreadsheet. Easiest thing ever. Uh-huh. And I, she said, okay, I'm done. And I said, okay, just save it and exit. And she was like, how do you save? <gasps> and I was like, um <laughs> I was like, you click, you know, the floppy disk icon, and she's like, where? And I was like, what do you mean, where? Oh like, my gosh. top left-hand corner where it's been forever, for everybody, yeah. in yep. every program ever. Oh, my gosh. I just, like, like every single thing I try to show her how to do is the most uh-huh. painful moment of my life. And then she always goes like, oh, I'm just having one of those mornings, this blonde moment, old people moment, blah, blah. And you're like, and I'm like, no, this is you. I was going to say, I was like, for the for the entire month you've worked here, you've been yeah. having a blonde moment. Yeah, she literally, like when I was trying to teach her how to do this Excel spreadsheet, she was like, 
oh, I just, I took a sleeping pill last night and I feel like I'm still <gasps> feeling it. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're just always like this. Oh my gosh. God, um, I hope no one from work ever hears this. But if they do, it, sh- it should be in the distant future. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I found this podcast. I love it. I love it. It's my favorite podcast. It's really they, aggressive and they... anti-Mormon at times. I love it. I love it. Um, Here's... I'm going to try a transition, right? Like a professional podcast. Hell yeah. Um, Gail can't do a lot of things. True. <laughs> and here's one more thing that she probably also couldn't do. Write a Twilight fanfic. <laughs> yep. By the way, I, I thought our fanfic was like 10 pages long. It's four I pages. I did too. I know. I was worried. I was like, oh, it might be, you know, too long. No, guys, you're going to, you're in for a ride. You're in for a wild ride. Um, all we've got there's a couple like notes i put these i put together these like folders for me and riley and riley's i really personalized it's um, amazing yeah i mean i i really like it oh um, my god i just read your dedication that's so fucking funny um oh god okay i'll re- guys let me i'll read the i'll read the note that i stuck in riley's case so well welcome Welcome, listeners, first to Icos. First of all, welcome to the world of Icosi Kaiheptagon. If, um, if not- it's not clear, we're about to read a fanfic that we wrote in 2007. <laughs> 2007, um, and it it's amazing. So here's a note that I put for Riley on the inside cover of her copy, okay? I put, Dear Riley, yay, the first ever <laughs> printing of Icosi Kaiheptagon. That's a sentence, okay? <laughs> you now own one of the two copies... I own the other. Congrats. Well, I was going to fix all the typos when I printed it out, but then all the memories would be flushed down the toilet. Too many too many hilarious inside jokes. Hilarious kindred. is capitalized for no reason. Yeah, for no reason. Uh, P.S. And here's some really great, t- great, great grammatical errors. Like, incredible. Like, I can't believe I made them, but they're hysterical. I hope we never lose our sense, spelled S-E-N-C-E, <laughs> of humor otherwise that would really suck and i know that you can't tell because i just sent you pictures of this but you used yeah. a glittery gel pen and the paper is covered in glitter oh my god yes that's just amazing all so right here's, i'm gonna read your dedication please do um kindred this is her dedication it says kindred uh-huh <laughs> i would like to dedicate this book to all those out there who hate bella and who like sons of provo hell yeah and then it says hell riley yeah. insert your dedication here i did and i'm like i'm like a little offended that riley never <laughs> you have things you have like instructions for me all over this book that i flat out was like no insert well, your know. own il- illustration you can color whatever you want i hope you do insert a drawing i'm like no fuck it like but like i can't believe i expected you to do that like yeah <laughs> why would i take the time so weird um i love it Anyway, and then right underneath the dedication, it says, copyright 2007, rights are limited, and then in quotes it says, there's something wrong with this, and then I have an arrow pointing to that, and it says, publishing company. (laughs) And then you drew a really freaky looking thumbs up that says, publishing company sign. It's got, like, four joints. Like, the thumb has, like, many, many joints. And it's really long. It's, like, penis long. Uh, way to go, Kindred. All right. Ryan, do you want to start this off? Sure. We should probably talk about how we're going to read this. Are we just going to go, like, I do a page, you do a page? Let's do it that way. Sure. Okay. Um, 
So as as we said before, this is Icosi Chi Heptagon by Kindred and Riley. Um, Icosi Chi Heptagon is the name of a twenty-seven sided shape. Because Polygon. We we I think I doubt this is true, but we mm-hmm. thought we made this story like a twenty-seven sided love triangle of sorts. Yeah. I bet it's not that many, but I don't know. I th- I think we actually did the math, but we'll we'll let you guys be the judges. I'm just saying I don't trust that we're good at doing the math. No, 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 no. I spelled sense, S-E-N-C-E, so... I just burped. I'm sorry. It's the La Croix. It's okay. (laughs) All right, yeah, this is fucking... Actually, I think this is not going to be funny at all, but it'll be fun to read. Guys, skip ahead. Yeah, if you don't want to hear this, just fast forward. All right, this is just for me and Kindred to get kicks and giggles. It's really true. All right, part one of two. I do... By the way, this is our fourth book of Twilight before the fourth one came out. Yes. Yep. This is what we imagined would happen. Yep. Do you take this man as your lawfully wedded husband? The rabbi asked. I, Bella started. Don't! Jacob screamed with all the power he could muster in his weakened body. What? The audience cried out in unison. Don't do it. I love you. I always have and I always will. You can't betray destiny. Jacob almost started crying at the word destiny. Me? I love you too, Bella admitted right in front of her fiancé. Not you, stupid. My only true love can be a gay robo-vampire. He put emphasis on gay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I would like to just say, after this first page, which has been a wild ride, <laughs> um, uh, I remember vividly Riley writing the, the you can't betray destiny, and then Jacob almost started crying at the word destiny. I just, I remember you writing that. I remember all of us vividly. I also remember <laughs> feeling like this was very risque. <laughs> like, like, it was funny, but like, this is so bad. <laughs> So it's incredible, guys. This is our very naive. (laughs) We are. Oh my god, I still am. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, hang on. My my computer screen went down. Okay, it's okay. All right. Second page, y'all's. What? Bella echoed the audience. Oh, Jacob. I know you. I knew you couldn't deny our love any longer. I wish you would come back. Even though our bloodlines separate us, no one can tear us apart. Can tear apart our love. I love you more than words can express. You are my sun, my moon, my everything. Your... Edward was cut off. Wait, you are the gay robo-vampire, right? Of course, you silly goose. Oh my god. Okay, just checking. Go on. Where was I? Oh, right. You're everything that's right in this crazy mixed-up universe of ours. My beautiful, queer, were-pirate. I have waited so long for this day. Edward finished his little love speech. This is so stupid. (laughs) It's, like, not even funny. It's just stupid. No, it's not funny. Bella was awestruck in a bad way. What could she say? What could she do? The two men she loved, the two men that were her world, the ones who fought over her all the time, were using her to get to each other. And they are not even technically human. So many exclamation points. (laughs) You see, there are only two people who are literally destined for each other. The one were-pirate in existence and the other, and the one robo-vampire. The whole purpose in their life was to find each other because simply it was destiny, destiny, destiny. Pretend it was echoing, okay? Bella suddenly knew what she had to do. Charlie, throw me your rifle. 
He complied without giving it a second thought. Secretly, he had hated Bella the moment she moved to Forks. Oh my God. He suddenly had to be in charge of someone. Boo, responsibility. Charlie had always carried a gun with him for such, for just for such occasion. <laughs> Bella killed herself instantly. So don't, so don't worry. It was painless. Unless you count the buttload of pain. Jacob looked over at Bella, rolled his eyes, and thought, such a drama queen, and then started his love speech. I searched the seven seas for seven years, seven months, seven weeks, seven days, seven hours, seven minutes, seven seconds, and seven milliseconds. That was... When my piracy expired. (laughs) So I moved to Forks and then cried for seven years, seven months, seven weeks, seven days, seven hours, seven minutes... Seven seconds and seven milliseconds. Then my cryracy expired. After he said cryracy, he laughed at his own ability to be so punny. Um, I like to think that that was inspired by the pirate movie, which is oh, apropos. This is all heavily inspired by the pirate movie, I recall. Oh, all right. Um, there is a picture... That mm-hmm. Kindred inserted. It looks like of maybe some Disney princess, and Kindred has captioned it, Bella collapsing to her death. She spelled collapsing wrong. Bless her heart. You know, I wasn't <laughs> trying, Mary. I, I want, no, I was trying. <laughs> didn't oh succeed. Oh, my God. I didn't remember the story taking this crazy twist. It was a crazy plot twist that I don't remember either. <laughs> um, This is Jacob talking, I think. Anyways... Okay. With an S. Uh-huh. <laughs> I lived in Forks for, like, a long time, okay? Then I saw my love. But he was with a woman. OMG, a girl. Whoa. Sick. Anyways, this was our understanding of how gay people worked. <laughs> Anyways, with an S. Again, I called him one day on the telly and was like, OMG, you're my love. Okay, this is getting offensive. I speak, I am. <laughs> Oh, no. Want to use that girl to get at each other? And he was like, OMG, you, like, totally read my mind. Let's do it. So we totally, like, messed with her head and secretly met met outside her window. Then we set up this whole married plan thinging, and here we are today. And Bella's dead. That wasn't really part of the plan, but hey, I'll take what I can get. Of Edward, LOL. This is offensive. Oh, my God. I'm I'm sorry. If anyone listening to this is gay, I'm sorry. And it's not how we feel now. It was 2007. It was a long time ago. 11 years. I'm embarrassed. Uh, Me too. But we're making it through this. Yes. Mostly. (laughs) This is a good sentence. Mostly the whole audience started puking. See if you remember the whole rabbi thing. Oh, I'm pretty sure Jews frown upon gays. <laughs> and the whole I speak I am thing. Oh, right. oh my so god. Cringy. This is really I'm embarrassed. Okay. Like I know we were trying to be like uh what's the word? Uh satirical? Yeah, but like it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it wow, doesn't. this is so bad. Okay. <laughs> So, I suppose at this point you are really confused and maybe depressed if you liked Bella. And let's be serious, nobody did. Well, get ready to have a brain cramp, or did you do your brain stretches this morning? If you didn't, like I said, get ready for a brain cramp, because here comes our 27-sided love. I cost I have to go and look it up. Wow. Us. Wow. This is horrible. All right. Okay, guys, we're almost to the end. Yeah, don't worry. Part two of two. <laughs> Part two of two, Wedding Crashers. Jessica stood up unexpectedly. No, Edward, I love you too. What? 
ditto about the crowd thing. Then Mike, Jessica, I thought you were my only love, except Bella, of course, but she's dead, and you were next in line. Angela, Mike, I love you more. Why aren't I on the list, jerk? Ben, Angie Pangy, don't love him. You said it yourself. He's a jerkwad. Lauren, Ben, why dost thou leavest me in mine own time of needest, dog? Oh my god, we're so funny. Who's Ben? Oh my god. I don't know, and I just, I just don't know. <laughs> um, Charlie, Lauren, I mean, no, I don't love you. You're a child. That would be weird. <laughs> Rosalie, Charlie, you've got my only heart. Why, 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 oh why, how, who, what, when, where? Emmett, Rosalie, I am so confused. What's with the interrogative verbs thrown all over the place? Verbs. P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sam, I just need to know where the bathroom is. Billy, me too. I like my wheelchair. Look. (laughs) He pressed the electric up and down buttons and showed off his hydraulics. Oh. (sighs) Esme, whoa, that's awesome. I love you, Billy. And your hydraulics. Vroom, vroom, yeah. Oh, my God. Carlisle, how could you? I created you. Traitor. I thought you were my love muffin, but you're nothing more than a weak old sausage egg McMuffin. That's a good one. That's a good line. (laughs) Jasper, when do we get pie? Alice, it's a wedding, stupid. You eat cake. Even though you're dumb, I still love you. And Billy's hydraulic wheelchair. The dead people would have stood up here, but they are dead. Namely, Riley loves Victoria, who loves James, and she also loves Arrow. Arrow. Aro, Alice, you're so awesome. Bake me some cookies. Please, I like the cookies. Alice, uh, what? Waitress from that restaurant in the Twilight Book. (laughs) Sup, I love you, Eddie and Ari. Yeah, I guess those pet names work. Edward, uh, I don't feel like being gay anymore. (laughs) Oh my god. Sorry, Jakey. Waitress, marry me, or should I marry Jessica? So many choices. Rosalie? Well, she's a pretty one. Nah, I'll just stay single. All of the other characters, including dead Bella. Me too. Wow. All right. And then the final page. Mm-hmm. Then they all joined in a chorus, in a lovely chorus of Mr. Roboto by Styx. The end. Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. There's Kindred taped a piece of paper on that one that says, I'd prefer if you drew a robot here. And I'm I still offended that you did it. I didn't. All right. Wow. Ryan, let's, let's unpack this. I would like to go on record and apologize yeah me too i didn't pre-read it i thought it would be funny just to like jump in not knowing Uh anything i wish i pre-read it so i wouldn't have read it on air i now realize the same thing that this was a mistake it's incredibly offensive and insensitive and horrible but also we were 14 year olds living in ammon idaho so i'm Uh gonna give us a break but also, in our defense, even then, um, we were more progressive than most of our peers. Not that that's an excuse. Yeah. But, but. We thought I don't it was think, funny, and it's I, not. <laughs> it's not. But I know that we didn't write it to, like, gay shame, because, like, I've always been, like, cool. No, I think we, like, genuinely thought that would be a funny ending. Is right. Is like, Jacob and Edward fell in love with each other. But the right. way we portrayed it... It wasn't... It wasn't... It wasn't politically correct it was by today's standards. offensive. <laughs> um, I'm and I'm sorry. sorry everybody. <laughs> but, um, guys, you know what? Memories. 
Memories, memories, memories. Um, guys, I just really, really, really have been wanting to do something, and it's called I Want to Read This Trivial Pursuit Card to Riley, and I just want to read one <laughs> right now. It's called I Want to Read This. Okay. Okay. Riley, we got this at a secondhand store here in uh, Mesa, Arizona. Okay, okay. And it's... All right, you can do um, you can do sports, which is the worst one, and I can't ever get a sports question. I'm gonna go. You can no. do history. What are these? <laughs> Hang on, what are these categories? <laughs> We've got history, uh, entertainment, which is pink, and then uh, there's blue, which looks like geography, maybe. Okay. Okay, you can do orange, brown. <laughs> Yellow, pink, or blue. Green is sports, so probably don't pick green. You're not gonna tell me what the other ones are. Why don't you? I just don't like. I pick I one genuinely, for me. That's not gen- sports. Okay. <laughs> we'll just we'll just go through all the questions on this card that aren't sports. Okay. We can do the sports one too. It'll be hilarious. Okay. Perfect. Um, just oh, like what that I was trying to fanfic <laughs> we just read. <laughs> so. Usually when we get off the phone, I'm like, Riley, that was a really good episode. I know. It's and like, like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. Should we release this one? Yeah. And I mean, we, we will. We like, will. Like, just we with will. the caveat, we're sorry. <laughs> Please don't judge us for what we did when we were 14. Because we've 100% changed. Yeah. Oh, my God. So don't, don't mind us. Okay. All right. So the first question on this one says, oh, this is going to be so fun and so funny. It's not. Okay, what three European countries formed an economic union called Benelux in 1958? European <laughs> countries? Yeah. What Italy. three? Okay. Um, the UK. Okay. And France. All right, you got all of them wrong. Okay, uh, the great. clue was <laughs> Benelux, which is Belgium, the Netherlands, and Luxembourg. <laughs> I didn't know it was a clue. I thought it was a stupid name. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. That I you fucking uh, that hate <laughs> Trivial Pursuit. I'm just like an idiot the whole time. Well, I well. Let's play honestly, Disney Cena instead. Let's give me a fighting chance. No, no, we're making it through this card. Honestly, I'm surprised that you don't feel confident because you cream everyone at all board games. Only so... when they have nothing to do with how smart you are. Okay, but you are smart, so not from <laughs> thrift store like... trivial pursuit times. <laughs> okay, what sitcom helped John Larroquette earn? Three straight supporting actor Emmy awards. Who the fuck <laughs> is John Larroquette? Can I like look up a picture of him? Um, no, because it might tell you what show. But sure, just like cover. Can you tell me what year this board game was created? Um, it's it's like late nineties. John Larroquette is he? He's an actor. Yeah, and I think it was on. Yeah, what sitcom helped John Larroquette earn three straight supporting actor Emmy Awards? Uh, um, it might be NBC. They did a they kind of did a parody on Thirty Rock of it once. Cheers. Nope. What is it? <laughs> All right, Night Court. Something I've never seen. Night Court. Literally Night never Court. even heard of it. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. Never seen it. Okay, this one you're gonna get easily. <laughs> Don't say that because now I'm not. <laughs> You're not going to get it, though. Okay, <laughs> I, okay. unlo- this is something my mom would get. 
Um, what scandal? <laughs> Krista, was where the- you at? <laughs> Tell me about it. What scandal was the Tower Commission set up to investigate in 1986? The Tower Commission, 1986. So we're talking about Reagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the fake moon landing. I don't know. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, you're... A couple decades off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe in the 80s they were like, maybe it was fake. <laughs> Wait, maybe Kubrick really did do it. Um, it's actually the Iran-Contra affair. Oh, obviously. Oh, my God. That Contra affair. Am I right? <laughs> I've played the game okay. Contra. Does that count? Yeah, and I think it's the same thing. Cool. <laughs> okay. Who trapped frogs for a zoo before he hit upon the idea of frozen foods? This is the worst game in the world. Whoever likes this, these don't aren't, fuck yourself. These aren't, like, sentences, even. <laughs> Who's Who captured frogs before inventing frozen foods? Yeah, this is actually an interesting answer. <laughs> uh, um, Mark Callender, Marie Callender's uh, abusive husband. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> And horrible backstory for Marie <laughs> Callender's. Um, it's actually Clarence Birdseye, but oh, that's funny. Of the vegetables. Yeah, of the vegetables. Okay, now we're at the sports question. Perfect. My time what to shine. Li- yeah, it really is. This is actually someone you've probably heard of, but I wouldn't be able to like Babe Ruth, match baby. it. <laughs> there you go. Nope. Uh, what lightweight boxing champ of the 1990s was nicknamed the Golden Boy? Oh, somewhere in my head I know this. Uh-huh. But I definitely don't know it in okay. the, in my conscious head. Okay. okay. Um, uh, it's... My dad. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is, but also it's... Rolf um, Goodwin. Os- <laughs> it is. Uh, Oscar de la Hoya. Ah, la Hoya. Okay, this one... Um, it was really great. It's a great question. Super easy to read. Um, what sitcom's <laughs> character's death in 1980 prompted Newsweek to run a half-page obituary? Like, does that sound like a sentence to you? Like, I'm reading it and I'm like, I don't. What did I just say? Wait a minute. Did the character die or the actor? Let me try this one more time. What sitcom character's death in 1980 prompted Newsweek to run a half-page obituary? So it was so just an obituary character. for a character. Yeah, um, I don't know. Who, I don't know who this is. Nineteen eighties. Let's see. All the shows that I think in the eighties were were in the early nineties. Right. Hmm. Uh, Matlock. <laughs> uh, no. Unless Matlock is Edith Bunker. <laughs> you know. Do you, do you know? Do you know who that is? I have... I'm mad. (laughs) This game sucks. I hate it. Like, because the thing about it is if you buy it, like, five years later, no one's going to know any of the fucking answers. Yeah, except for my parents when I play with them. When when I play this with them... They're like, oh, Edith Bunker. Yeah, exactly. And then they'll be like, Kindred, do you need me to find an easy question? And I'm like, don't you dare patronize me. <laughs> like, yes. I was like, I will get these questions. And I usually, after like, after many more rounds than it takes my parents to get it, yeah. um, I will get everything except sports. <laughs> but we were, it takes me a long time. <laughs> we were playing Cranium 
And, like, mm-hmm. even that is, like, out of date now. Like, one of the questions oh. I said, like, who has not played Batman? And you're supposed to pick two. But five okay. out of the six people had all played Batman at this point. Oh, my God. So who was the one who hadn't at that point? Do you know? I don't remember, but I remember. Mm, no, I think it was Ben Affleck. Okay. Okay. And he is now or... Batman. <laughs> who is? Mm, I don't know. Fuck it. I think it was Ben Affleck. Okay. Because I was going to say, I was like, I don't. What did George Clooney played Batman, right? He did. And the the one that the person thought wasn't Batman was the guy who played Jim Michael Morrison Keaton? in the doors. Oh, no. who's that? Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. They're like Val yeah, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. Are you kidding? No, are you kidding me? He definitely played Batman. Like, he was one of the best Batman. <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say, I don't care about comic books, but Val Kilmer did a mean Batman. I know, I know. I was like really <laughs> defensive about it. I've got like a weird. I don't even. I don't even know how many Val Kilmer movies I've seen, but like I've got a spot in my heart for him. I know. For w- no reason that I'm now discovering. Hey Riley, yeah, we're 48 minutes into this, and it's, it's okay. has it been garbage? I'm having a great time. I am too. I'm and you know what? It. That's all I care about. Okay, so. good. S- sorry for the garbage, listeners, but I'm enjoying myself. So, um, so that's all. Well, that was Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I have a question for you, Kindred. Okay, I I might have an answer. Is Doris Day dead? No, she's alive and kicking, and I checked her Wikipedia page three times this week, because, like, yeah. I've got a feeling. You think she's, she's do you like, know, do, on the brink? Do you know how old she is? No, no idea. She, she's 96. Holy shit, good for her. Yeah, she was born in 22. Um, So, I mean, not that I want her to die, because she's, like, the most amazing woman who's ever lived um, i mean you don't know that i mean her movies are great she's up what there. has she done like in her personal life um she's an animal rights activist hell yeah so i mean i think she is great i, I think now she works she lives in a nursing home obviously but but you I don't know i want to think about that doris stay in a nursing home I'm is sorry. the saddest thing i've ever heard and i don't wanna, I, know. I don't want okay. to ever say that ever again <laughs> how dare you say that okay i'm I'm sorry. We'll think of happier things like how great this podcast is going. <laughs> Guys, remember that fanfic we read? That was so horribly so homophobic and uncomfortable. Hey, you know what? This is maybe... Listen, lis- listen, listeners. We tried our hand at a Xanadu fanfic, which we probably will finish. We I read a Bare really Naked like Ladies... To. We read a Bare Naked Ladies fanfic, and then we read a really horribly... A horrible one that we wrote. Um, maybe that's enough fanfic for now. For a while. For a while. Until We're we sorry. finish the Xanadu fanfic, which is going to take us yeah. a hot, hot minute. Give us a couple years, and yeah, we'll still be doing this in a couple years because it's our favorite thing to do. So we promise. We promise. Even well, never mind. I was going to say even if one of us dies, but that's sad. I don't. I'm not going to talk. That about is. That. I was going to say. I was like, actually, let's not. That's right up there with. Nope. We'll say it. <laughs> Oh, no. The thing we just talked about. Yeah, Kindred. What did I just say? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, well, Riley, is that the conclusion? Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, I wanted to talk about some of these things in this binder that I found. Okay. Hey, you know what? We This is Shoot the Shit. We'll do 60 Minutes. Just like the TV show 60 Minutes. I just want to let you guys know that I... So my dad... Let's start at the very beginning. Okay. When I moved out to go to college, the first time I moved out to go to college, 
Yeah. About two days later, my dad was like, well, you're never coming home, so you need to <laughs> clean out your room and get everything you want because you're never going to move back here. And you're L- like, LOL. <laughs> Little did he know. I moved back like three times. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that process, I gathered a lot of like just random shit that was all over my room and shoved it into this binder. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let you guys know that amongst like the weird things that me and Kindred like colored and wrote and like letters mm-hmm. from Josh and like mm-hmm. weird shit, I also saved several magazines called Signs of the Times. <laughs> what the hell? Wait, hang on. Um, and Hidden Truth, Amazing Bible Facts Revealed. Why? Because what are these? One time we went to the state fair. Okay. And <gasps> oh my god, yes! <laughs> there was a booth at the fair from some like born again Christian church. It was a crazy, crazy church with all these like really terrifying handouts about like the end of the world, and I kept them and saved them all. And in there is uh-huh. a oh my god! All Do you still of have these- the DVD? Yeah, I was just gonna say, is this DVD called Cosmic Conflict: The Origin of Evil? I um, remember so vividly watching that with you now. Yeah, and it was terrifying. Yeah. Um, but I just opened up this DVD and all these like handouts fell out. Uh huh. And one of them is called Myths About Hell. Oh my god. And I don't know, really? is now the right time to read it, or should I yeah. save it? Oh, well, you know what? Just treat us with this, and maybe we'll talk about some more later. I want to know what the myths about hell are. It's kind of long. It'll okay. probably take me, like, three minutes. Um, Your call if you want to make this episode three minutes longer. Yeah, it's I mean, up to we you. only have 53. Okay. Okay, myths about hell. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Okay. I wish I had an author. I wish I could be like, bye, Mary Sampson. Oh, thanks, Mary. It just says cover image iStockphoto.com. Oh, my God. Of course. Okay. Okay. Myths about hell. For most people, hell is... By the way, hell's not capitalized. Why is that? That's really... Okay. They needed an editor. It's fine. Move on. I mean, okay. If I pause it, every (laughs) grammatical error will be here for days. For most people, hell is simply one of a few four-letter words which they hear on a, uh, unnecessary commas, which they hear okay. on a daily basis in the rage of rush hour traffic or the heated scenes of a Hollywood movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> no uh-huh. else. Yeah. To others, though, the word hell brings back vivid childhood imaginations of an, an eternal roasting, of an eternal roasting pit for humans, which they heard about from Sunday school or from a fiery televangelist. Oh my gosh. No matter which category of people you fall into, it seems as though many... Both. I fall into both. (laughs) (laughs) Seems as though many, if not all of us, would be better off if the concept of hell just didn't exist at all. Hell yeah. Where is this going? I don't know. Is it telling me to not believe in a god or a Satan? Because I've already done that. (laughs) Well, we'll keep reading. In fact, some, in an attempt to divest their minds of such a fearful idea, make the choice to disbelieve in this idea of hell altogether, which often leads to the next step of choosing to disbelieve in a god who would create such a place. (laughs) Asterisk, we're talking about you, Kendred Smith. All right. Uh, Yeah, you are. So what do we do with this terrifying idea of hell? Why aren't they capitalizing hell? I don't know. Do we throw it? Do we throw it and God out altogether? Do we try to ignore it and its implications about who God is? Yeah, you can do that too. (laughs) Do we hope against all hope that our Sunday school teachers were somehow mistaken? 
in this Bible tract, we will choose... Oh, that's what this is called. Okay. We will choose another option, which is to simply study what the Bible really has to say about hell. And in so doing, you'll find that the truth will set you free from the various myths about this fearful teaching. Oh, my God. Interestingly, the Bible gives us explicit information on when hell would begin and where it would be located. As you might is have that... guessed, <laughs> misconceptions <laughs> abound on these two points. In Matthew thirteen forty nine, Jesus speaks plainly, saying, so, it, so shall it be at the end of this world the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall okay. be wailing and gnashing of teeth. I remember the gnashing. Hang on. Is that There's the end an of the... asterisk right there. But w- hang on. That just was that supposed to clarify where hell is? Where and when? Cuz that <laughs> like I guess it's like a vague when, but there was no location given. Well, we we have a few more Bible okay. verses, so just okay. hold on to your horsies. Okay. According to this text and many others like it, the flames of hell will not exist until the end of the world. That's right. Your loved ones okay. are not being burned alive as you read this tract. <laughs> Oh, thank God. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Wow. Just getting that right on the table. Wow. Okay. Next, we see that the Apostle Peter gives us clear information on where hell will be located. Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. Speaking of the end of the world, he says, But the day of the Lord will come as, as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. The prophet Zephaniah also speaks of the whole land being devoured by the fire of his jealousy. What the fuck does that um, have to do with anything? Hang on, hang on. Was that was that supposed to be a location? Yeah, like like okay. hell is earth. Okay, um, so hell. Okay, obviously, obviously, earth obviously. is a living hell. Um, but my second question is, um, if my uh, dead relatives aren't currently burning in hell, mm-hmm. are they um, in purgatory? Is that what I'm led to believe? Kindred, we're gonna finish this tract and then we'll see. Okay, <laughs> thank you, tract. Here we see that hell is not some giant chasm of flames in the center of the earth. Rather, it will be located right here on Earth at the end of the world, <laughs> devouring the whole land. I love it. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Perhaps the most important thing to understand about hell can be found in the famous text, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here Jesus clearly states that it is the believers who are the ones that live eternally, not the wicked. What? Question mark, exclamation point. The wicked don't live eternally writhing in flames? Correct. Uh... The wicked are to burn only until there is nothing left to burn. Malachi brings this point out well. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up. What, did they mean rubble? No, it literally says stubble. But did they mean rubble? Like on your face. All right. (laughs) The stubble of Satan himself. In fact... Just so we could be sure that he was speaking literally about the utter destruction of the wicked, he goes on to say, You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Also, not only will the wicked be destroyed completely in the flames of hell, but so will Satan and his wicked angels, according to Matt 25:41 and Revelations 20:10. Contrary to popular belief, God plans to destroy the forces of darkness, not put them in charge of an eternal fire pit in the center of the earth. 
But, <laughs> uh, oh, God. I love it that I... Okay, hang on. I mean, I could talk for literal hours about this. I just... The hypocrisy is incredible. Where they're yeah. like, how that is so stupid of you to think that God would make a hell for eternity. But also, there is. But also, there is. By the way, I have one, two, three three, four, five mm-hmm. more tracts that we can read on other episodes. Good, because this is actually the best thing that we've ever done on our podcast. <laughs> I have like two and a half more, I don't know what to call these, things. Okay, uh, okay. Here we go. But some might say that there are other texts like Revelations fourteen eleven and twenty ten, which point out that the wicked burn eternally. Well... The Bible also says that the prophet Samuel would abide before the Lord in the sanctuary forever and that the bars of the earth closed about Jonah forever when he was thrown into the sea. Now, it is clear from scripture itself that neither of these events lasted forever. So basically, we can't believe anything uh, the Bible says. So basically, the Bible is just this like book it of just, contradiction. No, basically, it just means whatever the fuck <laughs> I say. What we see here are two examples of the Bible using the term quote-unquote, forever, to mean a time of indefinite duration where the beginning and ending of that time depend on the nature of the person, circumstance, or thing to which it is applied. (sighs) Oh, my God. I just, like, this, I'm getting, (gasps) I'm actually frustrated at this part of the trend. Yeah. They're just like, actually, it means whatever the fuck we want you to believe it means. Yeah, yep. Anyways, an example in our day, which is similar, is when a man and woman commit to their marriage vow forever. Okay. When they do so, the term forever simply means as long as they live. So how do we know how long forever is for those burning in hell? Oh, my God. Oh, my simple. God. Other passages are simple. So easy. Simple. Oh Other passages on the topic explain that forever, in this instance, means until the wicked are utterly consumed. Yeah, and Context is key. In light of the simple Bible study, one might ask, how is it that these myths about hell could even exist? What a good question. (laughs) The truth is that this false teaching has permeated Christianity not just because it is a good scare tactic for church attendance, Mm -hmm. but because our adversary, the devil, loves to teach lies about God. In Revelation, (laughs) not us. We don't love to tell lies about God. You're right. The devil put on a suit and then came to church and was teaching us these things. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. We're almost done. Okay. In Revelation 12, 9, Satan is described as one who deceives the whole world. He deceives them about what? About God and his character. Yes, there are true and false teachings about God in this world. Truth is not a choice, as many would like to believe. Truth is a reality waiting to be discovered in the pages of Scripture. Scripture is capitalized, hell is not. And the reality is that, yes, our God is a consuming fire to sin and sinners. But the Bible teaches that, rather than the wicked, it is the saint who walks righteously and speaks uprightly, who will dwell with the devouring fire and everlasting burnies. 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 Oh, God. Yes. That's right. According to Matthew 25, 31 through 46, all humanity will one day encounter God in whose presence the hills melt and the earth burns. But only those who have repented of their sins and sought after God will be able to, to be protected in his fiery presence where they will dwell through all eternity. Weird. This, there's, there's a couple passages, and I know, guys, we're almost done, I promise. They, I mean, couple... stop listening if you don't want to listen. <laughs> yeah, just, like, tune out. There's a couple passages where... It makes it sound like 
there was some question that the that the saints wouldn't live forever like yeah well they already were like forever is who fucking knows what that means so i don't know what they want me to think about any of this but then they were like, but contrary to popular belief, saints can live forever, but yeah. sinners won't live forever. Well, and I was the, like, well. They're going to just burn until there ain't nothing left of them. Just. All right. Just, we have like one paragraph. Okay. The wicked, on the other hand, will cease to exist and be as though they had never been after they are punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord, from the glory of his power. <laughs> Friends. This is the last paragraph. Oh, my God. Friends. God is love. Uh Not a fiery fucking power that we just talked about. Yep. God is love, a love which is symbolized by fire. Oh, okay. He's both. Oh, okay. (laughs) Solomon said, God's love hath a most vehement flame. I have never known how to pronounce that word. Yeah, good. (laughs) As fire hardens clay but melts ice, so his fiery love will comfort the saint but consume the sinner. Today, you have the choice to harden your heart toward God or let his flames Mm -hmm. melt it. Both sound mm. bad. Whichever they- <laughs> route we choose determines our eternal destiny. Mm. But God remains the same. Seek him today and his love will warm your heart through all eternity. Hey, Riley. Yeah. After the, after you reading that track to me, I think I've decided to change my ways. Cool. <laughs> and I'd, I'd like to convert to whatever <laughs> church listens. I can't tell what it is, but it has a website <laughs> we should probably go to. And it has a direct TV channel. Oh, direct TV God. channel 368. Oh. No, that's not okay. You guys can't do this. All right. Hey, Riley, let's start a new podcast called Riley Reads Bible Tracts.com. <laughs> that's what the podcast is called. Here's we have one called Is There Hope After Death? 10 Ways to okay. Love Yourself, Quiet Times with God, The Joy of Prayer, Falling in Love with God. All right, guys, you can look forward to that on. Definitely on at least the, maybe the next Shoot the Shit episode, we will be reading those. Bible tracts. I will keep them out so we remember to read them. Okay. And maybe on that episode, we'll also talk about how Riley and I have a list of how we were going to start a cult. But Hell yeah. We'll oh, I put that on our to Twitter that. today. Oh, good. Thank God. So you guys will already so have seen it. Go check that out. Um, oh, that out. one. Um, two things. Kay. Two things. Kay. Riley. You need to tell me what I'm listening to. Okay. And then uh, you are going to give us our famous closing catchphrase. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Um, so I'm going to let you pick. Okay. So the first one, your first option is by Charlie XCX. Okay. The album is called Pop 2. Uh-huh. Or, I'm serious about this. This is not a joke. Um, okay. Justin Timberlake's new album, Man of the Woods. Oh man, um, both sound pretty painful. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, uh, let's do, uh, mm, oh my god, I don't like this decision. <laughs> let's do just, let's do JT. Let's just okay. do JT. Okay, so next week, listeners, if you're playing along, we will be discussing Justin Timberlake's new album, Man of the Woods. And we do hope that you're playing along. We certainly do. Even though I think we, we always <laughs> neglect to announce it these days. But I mean, we were like pretty good at it for a while. And then we were like, we forgot. And then we just <laughs> never knew what we were doing a week in advance. That's, that's true. That's very true. All right. Okay. Um, famous closing catchphrase. Let me see. Let me flip through our track so I can remember. Yeah, please. Please. Um, our famous closing catchphrase, as we all know, comes from the famous Bible tract, Falling in Love with God. <laughs> Um, 
Ooh, sometimes I feel like maybe we shouldn't be making fun no. of these things. No, we should because because I love it. Okay. <laughs> if you're offended, please stop listening. Okay. Oh, God, they're all so weird. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Okay. Um, our famous closing catchphrase. Mm-hmm. When Carolyn invited me to attend a weekend Christian women's conference, I jumped at the chance to get away from my heavy responsibilities. The end. Bye. Love you, (laughs) listeners. Toodles. We love you. Bye.